Hello and welcome to this week's episode of We Know We Ho. It is February 17th. I am Tracy Passo and I am joined once again by my beautiful co-host Maxine Tatlum. Hi, wifey. <laughs> Hi, wifey. Did, so we're through it. Oh my God. I feel like my waistline needs a break. But, oh, um, no, we got through go Valentine's there. Day. I mean, between, I have a season, you know, between my birthday to Chinese New Year to Valentine's Day, Super Bowl, President's Day. I'm like, oh my God, I'm just done. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it was no surprise after last week's episode, I was like in the car because I had teased myself beyond with like all those sweet treats. And uh, like I kind of do with all major holidays, I kind of feel like I are, I had like, I blew myself up and had my own Valentine's Day before the 14th. (laughs) Because yeah. I went over to Cake Monkey and I got, um, you know, a couple things over there, some cookies and that chocolate heart and, and a shortbread cookie oh. for me. <laughs> yep. That I that Uber Eats dropped off at your house. And then um, let's see, I picked up. Oh, my God. I forgot about this. I was back there on Saturday and I had to have that their mini red velvet cake. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, and so I just kind of felt like I blew myself up from that. And okay, let's talk about when I dropped off your Uber Eats and I'm sure people are like sick and tired of hearing about caviar, but (laughs) you gave me a little bit of caviar that you saved and oh my gosh, we have to find that place in little Russia. I know. So my, my husband, my gay husband, Max, um, who owns the doctor said, girl, you don't know caviar and dropped off this jar of caviar. I swear it must've been the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> it was so decadent. Um, and I had to set some aside for, for you. And I told you like, Oh my gosh, it's so, it was so good. Wasn't it? I, you're a better wife than I, because I don't think that I could have <laughs> held caviar for that long for my friend. It's like, bitch, I told you to get it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I told you to get over here. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> exactly. I believe me. I, I contemplated it. If you had to come over that day, cookie in hand, that might've been the case. Oh my God. Anyway. Wow. Uh, well, you know, it was really funny because after the episode, I was in Bristol farms doing some shopping. It's like my little, one of my little local places here. It's like a block from where I am. And I was sitting there in line waiting and the lines right by that little bakery they have there. And sure enough, they had this rack of like fresh bunt cakes. And I'm like, what? And I said, do you have any lemon ones? And she said, yeah. And remember last week we had talked about how good the bakeries were at Bristol farms and Gelson's. Yeah. So I brought home a mini lemon bundt cake. Oh my gaga. That thing was like crack. So um, it that's definitely a vote for Bristol Farms Bakery. Um, and I have a weakness for all things sort of citrus bakery, you know, lemon tarts, the key lime pie. I love a lemon bundt cake. So I, I just okay, I need to well, stop eating these desserts. I'm over it. Well, the good thing is it's not seasonal and it's year round. So when you're ready, you let okay. me know. <laughs> like, over. Putting myself on like, you know, a, a sweets uh, embargo. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we'll wait until, you know, it's opening pool season and we'll have some bunt cake and it goes really well with some bubbles. I can tell you that. So um, we can save it for a couple months. Yes. Um, and last note on Valentine's Day, um, that image that we used for our post to promote the image from Empty Vase, that arrangement, oh my gosh, I just thought it was so beautiful. And after the fact, I looked at it and 
I, I, Maxine, that's a $1,500 arrangement, but it is just gorgeous. I loved it so much. I had to put it on my own personal Instagram as well. It's really beautiful. I mean, they just do such beautiful things there. Last week, I also finally made it to the new sidecar donut location on Fairfax and 3rd. It's uh, that's a little WeHo adjacent, but we've been talking about the sidecar donuts. So I want to let everyone know that I made it there and um, that was very delicious. So excited that they're here in the neighborhood, our local donut joint. Um, And that same day, um, you you know, our salons are back open and I was uh, down at society for uh, my roots. (laughs) And that was really nice. um, Something I have definitely missed having the salons open and it just felt so like when my head was in the bowl and they were rinsing me out, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it feels so good for someone to wash my hair and touch my head and like rub my scalp. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. I thought it was just a share moment. I was probably an overshare, but I'm grateful that there, those salons are open. And I did my own. (laughs) I did it yesterday. So um, DP Hugh shout out and I washed my own hair, (laughs) massaged my own scalp. um, And yeah, I can't wait to get back into a salon. Really, I'd really love to um, get a massage, especially because I kind of tweaked my back. Uh, And when did I do that? I did that Saturday, I think. So um, I was on a telemedicine appointment yesterday, and he's like, you you need a deep tissue massage. I'm like, yeah, I know. And after you told me about the amazing massage you got with Dr. Refresh, I'm like, that's what I want people are missing that connection through massages and even like hugging physical, and all that kind of stuff. Touch, and every, you know, physical yeah. touch. There's a reason it's one of the five love languages, right? Um, and whether yep. that comes from a partner, a lover, or your friends, or like we just said, your masseuse or your hairstylist or Reiki worker, um, it all, it all matters. It all counts. Soon. Soon, really, soon. Really, yes. And lots of options out really there. Really feeling like, so much more hopeful, especially with the vaccines, you know, um, being more available. So I'm feeling, and the numbers dropping, I'm feeling like this will be taking a turn. Um, well, it's already taken a turn in the right direction, but I, I feel like even more so pretty quickly. I think this week, you know, usually we go into food and fashion and most of the segments about food. And I think I'm a little fooded out this week, Maxine, and I just want to take like a pause on food and, um, you know, really focus on some other things that are going on in the neighborhood. Um, One thing, however, in food that I will mention, um, one note, that multicolored latte on BBCM, Butcher Baker and the Cappuccino Maker, you know, I have never been there. You've never been there? Of yours. I have never been there. Well, first of all, Tracy, I think I talked a lot about food, so... I kind of feel like the segment's done, especially with our conversation with Shannon. <laughs> so I've got to differ with you there. Um, but I will also say that place, I can't believe we've never been. Oh, my gosh, we have to go. So, I mean, it was one of my haunts for sure right around Emmy season. It was a couple of years ago now. But it's, my fa- it's one of my favorite brunch spots in the city. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I don't know if you had the multicolored latte and I just want to get up one morning now that it's warmer and walk down sunset because I think they're like maybe a mile and a half from me and uh, maybe sit on the patio early. Beautiful. Um, I have, yeah, and have that latte. I'm about to tell you something and you're going to die. So they have a Bloody Mary and on the side of the Bloody Mary as a garnish is a turkey sandwich. <laughs> Wait. As a garnish on the side. Like, okay. it's like, 
I'm like going a, for lunch. Like a what mini, a mini turkey sandwich, but it's skewered and it like ridiculously hangs off the side. It's it's so funny, but it, it's like your lunch, but it's basically like a turkey sandwich on the side of a Bloody Mary as a garnish. Oh my. Well, can you like, can this thing hurry up and be like <laughs> getting better so we can go do that? I might have to go it's do so, that on it's Friday. So fun. And um, it's got great people watching because it's right there on the sunset mm-hmm. strip. Um, parking yeah. is behind it. And it's like, like a huge lot. I'm giving away all my secrets now. I mean, we always do this, right? Like we start to tell our secrets and we're like, oh, I don't want everyone going there. But then again, we do because we want our businesses to thrive. Um, but it's mm-hmm. so easy to park and just pop in. Definitely make a reservation though, because it is packed, um, especially for brunch. Uh, but like a midweek brunch or a late lunch, I think I did it once with Steve Valentine for like um, happy hour. Just sitting outside, they have little couches outside. Really, Aww. it feels very European. Oh, I yeah. love that. And you know, now that outdoor dining is open again too, that kind of has that similar feel that I always forget about um, is Evelie. You know, my friend just went there um, to celebrate her new job. And yeah, I, I we, we've talked about this before. We kind of always forget about Evelie. And I feel like it's because it's a mm-hmm. little bit tucked off the strip so you don't see it. But yeah, it's a great option. I kind of feel like it's got like this magic veil around it, right? <laughs> and it's just veiled because it's, it's so just kind cute of tucked, yeah, and like kind of tucked away, yeah, right, yeah. And I'm I'm so glad that they're around um, and they're surviving through all of this. They've kind of been quiet, but yeah, glad to see that they're surviving. Do you have any other notes, last minute notes on anything to add and food? Um, I will say I saw this, so I heard that the we talked about this last week, but the drive-in is open, and so we talked about the things that we would bring with us, right? <laughs> if we when we go on our little drive-in date, but then I heard that they had this urban pie food truck um, already there, so I had to look it up, and it's a mobile pizzeria. <laughs> oh well, you know who's gonna love that? I mean, we're Lauren. gonna love that, but like Lauren and Lauren doesn't have a car. I might have to. We might have to. <laughs> figure that it's out. a it's a mobile pizzeria because I thought, oh, that's cute. They have little pies. No, it's a pizzeria. So I thought that was of note. And then um, also Harriet's rooftop is open as well, which has similar to Evelie has these amazing views um, up there on Sunset, and it's already been sold out. So those would be two of my notes. <laughs> When we originally started the podcast about 43 weeks ago, you, all of our listeners may remember, we were featuring a weekly do good segment where we were featuring uh, business, local businesses and people that were doing really great things for the community. And I really wanted to bring that back this week with this week's guest. And I'm really excited because she really is a definition of that um, as well as um, highlighting black history, black history month. Um, so I want to inter- I'm really excited for this week's guest. I want to introduce Shannon Morton to our audience. And Shannon Morton is a writer producer who's based in Los Angeles. She recently founded the nonprofit Black Women Lead. Inspired by her activism, she created a half-hour premium cable comedy with her writing partner Jesse Randall. The comedy is based on her experiences as a black woman embarking accidentally on a career in activism called Token, the Accidental Activist. The show is a coming-of-age political satire that follows Shannon's journey from growing up the only black girl in an all-white conservative town and finding her calling as a political activist following the racial inequality uprising in America. Think young adult meets Selma, capturing this turbulent time in our deeply divided country. 
Shannon got her start in the industry working for the Emmy-winning production company, The Corner Shop, before branching out to work on her own projects. Shannon also founded the nonprofit organization Black Women Lead. Black Women Lead's mission is to be a conduit for and to amplify Black women's voices. They support and advocate for Black female leadership while giving back to the Black community based on the diverse needs of Black women. The organization was formed the first week of June in 2020 as a response to the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor at the hands of police. For many with a history of activism, 2020 was truly a call to action. Black women have been leading all along, but have been forced to the sidelines at every point in history. Black Women Lead aims to focus the issues that affect Black women disproportionately through the lens of a Black woman's view. Give support to the Black women, to give the mic to Black women, to give power to the Black woman. Their goal is to provide as many services to as many organizations as possible, while continuing to form their own programs with a focus on Black women, Black trans women, and Black youth. They aspire to amplify Black women's voices in every aspect of their work, from their events to live online town halls to their social media presence and content creation. They lead with an agenda for providing a space for Black women to express themselves and take action. Black Women Lead holds a minimum of two events per week, with past events such as a birthday celebration for Breonna Taylor at Pan Pacific Park that consisted of live music, speeches, and a march that gathered over 2,000 people, and two candlelight vigils in direct partnership with Justice for Elijah McLean in conjunction with his family's vigil in Colorado, where Black violinists gave a concert in his honor, and 100% of the proceeds from the vigil went directly to his family's organization. Currently, they are giving thousands of hot meals out at Crenshaw YMCA. Welcome to We Know We House, Shannon Morton. Oh, thank you, Tracy, for the introduction. It was a long one, but I really think that we needed to read that because you are a powerhouse, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, It's really nice. So, you know, Shanna, I just want to jump right into it. You know, you are doing so many things for the community. And every time I talk to you, it seems like you have another long list of things that you're doing. And you are so inspirational, especially to me, because you're out there and you really are. You're the definition of service. So I really want to start Uh, our conversation today kind of you know on something that's a little bit more local that is also widespread and let's talk about food insecurity and particularly you know as we're looking at at West Hollywood um, you and I have have had conversations about you know that there's no food pantry in West Hollywood and we've been talking about food fridges you brought up this idea and I would just love for us to kick off the conversation today just to talk about that and if you could talk about the concept of food fridges, like how it works and why it's important. Yeah. So um, in my journey to help cure food insecurity, you know, I've been looking at different models of community fridges. Community fridges are basically, I would love to put one, you know, at the West Hollywood Library, or I would love to place them, you know, down Sunset Boulevard. As you see homelessness rise, I think that they're even more important. So the concept is, You would take a fridge with COVID, we would have the fridge cleaned uh, regularly, but the community could do that too, right? We supply the fridge and we stock the fridge, but it's a way to get the community involved too. You can check in at the fridge and you can be like, Shannon, we're low on prepackaged pastas and apples, um, but we're fully stocked in water. It's an interactive experience for the community. Um, 
and it's a way to do good and a way to provide uh, food to um, our unhoused neighbors, place for our unhoused neighbors. They could, it's an honor system. They can come and take as much as they like, some plastic utensils. That's kind of how, that's the idea behind it. And it's, you know, just doing your part. If you can't stock it, you know, Black Women Lead will always be stocking it, but um, it's nice for the community to give what they can as well. If that makes sense. I love it. It, it does. And Maxine, I don't know if you have any questions around that. I'm fascinated. So I know, Shannon, there are a couple of these food fridges <laughs> that exist around Los Angeles, right? Yeah, there's a few in East LA. It sounds amazing. I would love to go down and like be part of that. I, I, I you know, and either contribute financially or just go in and put in apples and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I, I, I love I'll that send, idea. For I'll, West send Hollywood. You, I'll send you the link. Um, I've been to a few in East LA, just, you know, to to drop off or to just you know do some research there it's a really cool program i can't remember off the top of my head the name but tracy i can send you the link um they're not too far so definitely check them okay out. yeah i would love that um we'll go ahead and put that in our show notes shannon um maxine do you have any questions about those food fridges i don't know that you and i have had a chance to talk about that offline um, yeah, actually, we talked, I actually talked with um, Shannon about it at Jules birthday party a little <laughs> bit back in the summer, when I was actually still getting out and about. But I am curious, Shannon, what was, um, what was it about food insecurity that really pulled at your heartstrings and made you decide that was a cause that you wanted to really jump all in? Um, you know, with COVID and with Black Women Lead, we we're definitely focused on, you know, we started with Breonna Taylor, um, and, you know, George Floyd, and we did a huge Juneteenth rally, and we're all about equity and um, social justice, but uh, growing, when they, basically, I, I have two younger brothers, and and when school wasn't going to open back up, I thought about kids that grew up like my mom. My mom grew up really poor, and her one meal a day came from school, so She's the one that actually really inspired me to get on the phone with the YMCA and said, you can do hot meals for kids after their Zoom. Like this, sh-. So I can't even take the credit. My mom is the brains behind that operation. And that's been something that we've been doing now at the YMCA. We have the Black Woman Lead um, after school meal program from two to four every Tuesday and Thursday. And that is uh, what we do for the children. Uh, the wives, they just started back up. But we also do it for the elderly. We don't turn anyone away. We give away 600 hot meals a week. And then um, about 800 or so bags of groceries with through the Black Women Lead Brown Bag Program, which we're looking to also expand. I, I also want to bring up um, the, the other things that you're doing, Shannon. Um, most importantly, and this actually came up on my Pride Board call last night, because um, we're looking at doing a, a big day of service and helping and impact. And actually, our board um, president brought up the fact that you know, along food donation, what people don't actually think of is like women's sanitary needs. And I said, oh my gosh, this is like, you know, the second time literally within a week. Cause when I, I pop, okay, spoiler alert, Shannon and I are neighbors. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when I, uh, I can't remember why I popped. Oh, I know why it's about our next question. I popped over, um, to pick up something from you for an event last week that we're going to talk about in a second. And in your apartment on your floor, you had like piles and piles and piles of like packages of sanitary yeah. napkins. So, I um, mean, but let's talk about that um, quickly before we get into our next yeah, question. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, every I'm I'm out at Tuesdays and Thursdays and I saw such a need. Um, I was so disheartened. I couldn't leave my house for three days, to be honest. Um, but because I was sitting there in my sadness, like about how people are living down there and, you know, 85% of them are black men and women. Um, so my heart broke and I said, what can I do? I'm teaming up with my friends at Hydrate LA. Uh, they go down every, uh, second Saturday, I believe, and they pass out water and snacks. So I said, I'm going to do hygiene kits. So we just started the black women lead hygiene kits. We've got uh, everything from uh, pads, tampons, honest wipes. Um, we've got what's over there, hand sanitizer. We've got masks. I've got boxes of Colgate. I've got deodorant for men, for women. I've got women's underwear. I've got toothbrushes. I've got socks for men and women. First aid kits. So we're going to pack up these backpacks. Throw a little black woman lead patch on them. And we're going to go down and deliver as many as we can. Oh, my God. I'm going to leave my apartment right now and come over and give you a big <laughs> hug. I know we're not supposed to. But um, Maxine, isn't she amazing? Yeah, definitely. And have you heard, Shannon, um, the city is actually putting together a social justice task force? Um, I have heard a little bit about that. Yeah, it's something maybe to consider. You know, I think that your voice could really add a lot of um, insight to that group forming right now. I think they have five seats available available and applications are due on the 22nd wow. at six o'clock. Okay. So just something to consider. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you know, might as well amplify your voice. And, um, you know, we talk about really, I mean, grassroots is incredibly important. And I think when hand in hand with the systemic part too, then it can even make a bigger change. Right. So wherever you can, um, increase your reach i think would be really would be important. amazing i should actually i will google that when i'm done here maxine thank you for that yeah and, and as a you know resident and and working directly in the community i just think your voice would be an amazing addition to the five that they're looking for agree 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 social justice <laughs> i'm taking notes social justice task force also i don't know if if you all know this but Black Women Lead is currently running like five different programs and like reproductive rights for like women and black women is is definitely something that we think is necessary, not only for just whether it's a black trans woman or um, someone making that transition. So we're working on putting together a program for that right now, or if it's, you know, black women in postpartum and we're working with different people to roll out um like a reproductive justice program as well. So hopefully we'll start that uh, around June. Oh, wow. I mean, and, and, and yeah, another thing. See, every time I talk, like I said, Maxine, every time I talk to Shannon, it's just like another, another aspect. It's like, she never says no. <laughs> yeah. And um, Shannon, I don't know if you know, I, I work with American Lung Association mm-hmm. and we just uh, created a whole Black History Month page with resources um around lung health so i'll send that to you because it is a free resource so you know feel free to share that uh through your channels as well definitely um i mean it's it's all about racial health and equity as well right so that's such a big part of the story yeah agreed (laughs) so shannon switching gears a little bit i heard about this amazing collaboration you have going with the melrose umbrella cocktail yes Um, 
Tell us a little bit about that. This is our second go round. I can can't tell you how much and like I love the Melrose Un- Umbrella Company boys. Um, they had first reached out to me. They'd come to like a rally, and so Nick Meyer reached out I me mean, like we created a cocktail called the Black or the Berry. He had his inspiration. Oh, yeah, you know from the Kendrick Lamar song, and like he was just like, yeah. you know, we've come to a rally. We want to support you. We're running a whole month. It was the month of July. Um, I think they came to my fuck the fourth event or something. So they ran this whole um, program and were able to donate from from this cocktail. It was a to-go. You got like two really cool mugs and like a tequila drink. So they gave us all the proceeds from that. And this time around, they got on with me and they're like, we want you to meet this guy named Joe. Joe is from the EJ Gallo Winery, which is the largest um, distributor uh, in North America, I believe. And um, but they're like one of the top three in the world, I think. And so he was doing cocktails for a cause. He'd started with Project Angel Food and heard about like Nick followed, like keeps up with us. He's like brown bag program. I thought you guys would be a perfect candidate. So for Black History Month, uh, we're back with Blacker the Berry 2.0. And um, <laughs> EJ Gallo is donating $1 for every sol- one sold. And Melrose Umbrella Co. is matching. But they're running two different drinks for us. And then we've decided we would have a featured artist to make the Black or the Berry 2.0 label for the jar. So we've got a young um, Black queer artist that I've known almost her whole life like we've been to like concerts together but just showcasing her illustration she's an art student so we are running her on the labels and then we um are selling actually the label print on blackwomenlead.black and um half of those proceeds are going to black women lead so we are very excited and it's always just a really fun time so you'll have to maxine you'll have to jump on the next zoom that we do we'll do it um next wednesday i would love that and i i oh you are yeah i was gonna say maxine i've got the bottle sitting in front of me and it was like (laughs) it was you you would love it right it's kind of like the cheese tasting the the label is so cute the conversation last week was beyond inspirational i was so uh, i felt so honored shannon to be involved in that and i just loved it and the art from Georgia is amazing and it just really highlights the power at the local level right and you know the governments do what they do but it's really about the local level and it just the collaborations that can happen and support each other from artists to you know programs and I, it just it really feels like to, to me you know it it, it highlights Oh, I don't know, just the silver lining and what's really needed for us to all come together because of, of the, what's going on with, with, well, not, you know, definitely before COVID, but now all of the issues are so exacerbated because of COVID. And it's just a beautiful example um, of people coming together um, in complete serendipity um, for the good of yeah, all. Um, I, I love to talk about the silver lining of COVID. Um, you know, before COVID, we didn't like no. We always got to walk away from the problem. You know, you had to get back to work, go to vacation, but we really had to sit with and watch that eight minutes and forty six seconds of George Floyd played over and over. We really got to sit and write those emails uh, to Daniel Cameron about Breonna Taylor, about justice, and I think the silver lining is we didn't have to get back to work. Like we got to really focus on these issues, and. 
and now we're here. And I think, I think we're going to be better for it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that conversation last week was like, it even expanded into housing and it was just, it was phenomenal. Well, I'm, I'm really excited that there's going to be another event next week. We'll have to put a link into it because everyone listening really needs to participate. And Maxine, you're going to love this cocktail. It has tequila, <laughs> yes. blackberry, hibiscus, lime, and of this, I don't know what it is, lo-fi yeah. sweet vermouth. And it comes with um, a little plastic cup that you can use, um, keep, and you can use by the pool this summer, my friend. <laughs> you had, you, I mean, honestly, you had me at the, at the name of it, the blackberry. I was already done. <laughs> and like little accoutrements. I think, Shannon, it had like a, an orange, like a yeah, they're like, that went with it, right? They're that like was dried, like little garnishes. They just do a wonderful I job. I love those little dried oranges. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds. There's I also a that. rum cocktail bit of benefiting um, Black Women Lead. I should know what it's called, but I don't. But it comes in a tiki bowl, and it's great. <laughs> oh i love that okay so we're gonna do both (laughs) we'll have a little tasting (laughs) all right well i i am maxine's uber eat so um that's (laughs) that's amazing and i know we had talked about bringing uh the melrose umbrella company team on for this interview but i'm hoping to get them separately to kind of feature what they're doing in the community um i wanted you all to ourselves for the for this episode shannon yeah i tagged them already in something and they re-tagged it i think you had it next to one of our meals and and it looked beautiful back to your point Shannon like just the aesthetics of what they've created looked yeah, really they're, beautiful they're amazing and you know it's wonderful what we can do when we all help each other we always say we got us and I think that that's really um important it's my responsibility to take care of my neighbors and I think it's our neighbors jobs to take care of us and I think that we um do that not only in this building but if you apply that to to life I think that's really important yeah I have to I have to say that building is kind of magic you know like I'm, I'm super COVID conservative everybody knows that probably so sick of hearing me say it um, but during that summer when things seem to lighten up a little bit like just being um, in your building uh, was really like you know outdoors around the pool it was for me where I'm solo quarantining it was really nice to have that sense of community social distance yeah. as it was um, was just really lovely yeah, and don't forget about the pony and that the three of us uh, all did a pretty good job together uh, <laughs> throwing down the electric slide. <laughs> but, Shannon, yeah. when all this clears up, I want to go line dancing with you because I have this secret country music. All three of us need to hit the town um, with some cowboy hats and some boots. Your shit kickers, let's yeah. do it. Well, I love what you said about neighborhood, Shannon. And on that topic, I just love for you to share with us and our audience some of your favorite local black owned businesses. You know, there's not a lot in West Hollywood. I think, you know, when we talk about it, the only one that's a true brick and mortar is Dog, um, the dog yeah. grooming place. You know, I'm sure that there's um, a lot of, you know, people that are working from home and, you know, um, doing services. So if there are and you're listening, please let us know because we would love to feature you. But, you know, we don't even have yeah, a black owned restaurant. The closest you're so, going to get is um, Bloodstones, which we love. I do, have um, to, I do have to shout out my friend Mark Vinson, who um, is part owner of The Doctor, which is a, a neighborhood health uh, clinic here in West Hollywood. So he is. Um, amazing he's from north carolina so he's part owner of that there's a medical group called my best life um, medical group and uh they're traveling doctor he's it's black owned he's amazing 
Um, that's for my hydration, my IVs, but he also does rapid COVID testing and he's amazing as well. You guys know I like my sweet treats. Um, I go to Southern Girl Desserts. It's not in WeHo, but you can order them on Postmates. They're the best peach cobblers, best oatmeal raisin, the best cookies. You, they are always out. Um, everything is good. So if you look up Southern Girl Desserts, you need to call in the morning as well because by like four o'clock, everything is gone. Um, but my parents, every time, like I'm going to see my parents this weekend and they're like, well, don't come home without our desserts. So there's that. And then, so this is Mid-City, but it's about, it's La Brea and Six. And I don't know if they're still closed because of COVID, but it is the most beautiful nail salon you will ever go in the best manicure and pedicure the most beautiful ambiance there are no flies which i always appreciate it's a black owned nail salon and it's called powder and she is wonderful her mom is wonderful they're just lovely lovely women and they they own powder it's right uh i believe it's la brea and six but it's right on right on la brea can't miss it Wow, we have covered so much and we're coming to the end of our, our segment here, Shannon. We always like to ask people, you know, what your favorite spots are in West Hollywood. So do you have any particular uh, favorites? In, Gosh, in I have Weho? so many. Love the conservatory. It is still shut for the next weeks, though. So we have to, like, hold on. That's one of my favorites, too. I love um, it's I just, just love the so nice and, like, airy. I love the Kimpton for a nice cocktail. They're open and they're always mm-hmm. so friendly. Lately, where else? I've really only been to the Kempton since it's been open. So. That's okay. You're our people, Shannon. See, those <laughs> are two of our favorite spots too, right there. And the Kempton just like, won an award for some of the innovative things that they were doing um, yeah. during COVID. So great choice. Yeah. The Lapeers are home away from home. Can, <laughs> I know it's not West Hollywood, but Pache, I was there for dinner last night. I love that place. It's so romantic in there. You know what? I haven't been there since I moved in. I've been here a year. Next time you go, Shannon, let oh, me know. Yeah. I like Pache joint, um, but I haven't been up. I I went to Pache when I first moved to LA a long time ago, and I do remember the salmon up there is delicious. So exactly let me know if you what need I a, had a dinner date week. to wander salmon. up there. The salmon can't. You can't go wrong. Let's do it. I'm hungry. <laughs> Let's go. Well, that, that, it's always it always <laughs> happens to us when we record at noon on a Wednesday. We always get hungry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh incredible! Well, Shanna, I want to thank you so much for joining us as our guest today. Uh, I, I mean, I just, there's so much to say about you and what you do, and um, I just thank you for being just a beautiful human and someone that's really out there walking the walk and talking the talk and like dedicated to service and the betterment of everyone. Um, So thank you. It takes one to know one lady. So thank you for what you do as well. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thanks ladies. Shannon mentioned the Lapeer in our conversation and it's funny, Maxine, because I was out for a run yesterday and I wanted to go in and check things out, especially since Dog Pound was in there. And I popped in to see if Renee was in there. Um, and I just wanted to see the whole setup because that's got to be a lot for them to, you know, transform um, that whole pool area. And they have everything out there. So, like, you know, thank goodness they have a lot of trainers and it's probably like no workout for them to put all that stuff away because after 
that training happens whenever they, you know, that stops, they reset that whole patio around the pool for Oliveta. Yeah, I know. So Dogtown by day, Oliveta by night. So Tracy, you know, we got that little note from Nicholas over there as well, that the pier was a finalist in the Forbes Travel Guide Service Visionary Award. And if you have remembered, we interviewed Nick um, really because some of the innovative things that he was doing during the pandemic. And it's exciting that Forbes Travel saw that and decided to give them an award all around it. So congrats to Nick and Nicholas and the whole the peer team. And by extension, their collaboration family, which includes Dog Pound and Sush and the artist and all of that and all the other GBK, all the amazing programming. So really, I kind of see that as as a collective award. Um, because I know Nick really wanted that uh, Lapeer to be an anchor in general, right, of the West Hollywood Design District. But it's really, it really, really became an anchor during the pandemic. It did. And it's such a community hub. I think, you know, Dr. Refresh was talking to them before the the shutdown happened in November about doing, um, you know, bringing a spa, like they're doing a pop-up spa, similar to what they're doing at Petite to the Lapeer um, and Nick is just all about that in the community. So it is a very well-deserved uh, award. And that's why I popped in yesterday. And I just, oh, I can't wait for warmer weather. <laughs> um, and they, they always have just such amazing art installations. And everyone was working out at Dog Pound yesterday. So, um, yes, our, our home away from home, the Lapeer. I also wanted to circle back to... Um, along the theme of Black History Month and some of these collaborations that are going on. Um, Press Juicery, Maxine, this, I had an email land in my email box the other day and Press Juicery is also doing a collaboration where they're featuring black artists on their labels. And they've got three artists that they're featuring on their labels on the Roots 3, Orange Turmeric and Citrus 2. They happen to be all female artists. None of them are local, unfortunately. They're, um, one is Brooklyn and uh, I think Atlanta-based. But anyway, um, they are supporting that. And part of the proceeds go towards to supporting the artist's work to promote solidarity, strength, and diversity within their work community. So um, hats off and kudos to Press Juicery for their collaboration for Black History. Yum. Yes. <laughs> Some good flavors there. Well, we're coming to the end of the segment for this week. It's been a, a wonderful segment. There are a couple things that I wanted to mention in WeHo adjacent, you know, and they're really, it looks like Maxine, you know, with, the, with everything going on with COVID and travel and everything that we're really looking at, you know, another summer probably of car trips and car travel. Um, and there's a lot of these, uh, you know, driving experience and, and dry, driving vacations. So I just wanted to mention a, a couple of things for folks that are out there and kind of looking to get out. If you may have COVID fatigue and you feel comfortable getting in your car and traveling. So Desert X is coming back. Um, that just popped up in my Instagram. And that is happening from March 12th through May 16th. That's down through the desert. Um, if you don't know what it is, check it out. It's like these really cool art installations throughout like the entire Coachella Valley from Valley from the Salton Sea and places. And it's really cool. It's kind of like a, a little treasure hunt. Um, and it's really cool if you're into that. And of course, you know, Palm Springs and that area, Joshua Tree is wonderful, especially this time of year um, before things really heat up. So check that out. Um, and then... Also, we've got this incredible immersive 
Van Gogh experience that's um, coming with lights and it's coming from Paris. And I went on the site because I wanted to get tickets and it's so funny, Maxine. And it says um, it's in a secret location and that's running May 27th through June 13th. But I'm starting to see that pop up on everywhere from like do LA and, and in my emails and stuff, selling tickets to that. And that's a really cool thing where it's social distance. Um, it looks like it's inside. I, I, I don't want to say that, just from the pictures that they show or, you know, from where it was in Paris. Um, but it is a really cool van immersive Van Gogh art experience. Yeah. I heard about that. I think I like to, here's a secret thing. I like to listen to Kiss FM when I drive up to the Hills to take my little walk. Cause I feel like, you know, it helps keep me in the loop on what's going on. And then also um, I like Ryan's roses. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like an episode of Cheaters virtually. Um, and plus, Ryan is paying your bills right now. I want someone to pay Girl, my I bills. need Ryan to pay my bills. But yeah, they talked about it. And I know it's been traveling in Europe and stuff. So I, that looked amazing to me too. Yeah. So we'll put links to those things. Again, we have a Jason put some fun things to kind of start, you know, looking forward to and putting in your plans um, that add a little fun excitement and a little culture. Um, into our our lives here as we're maneuvering through this. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode today. Um, pretty incredible. We want to thank Shannon again for being our guest. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram, looking at our stories daily. We can be found in podcasts on Apple, Google, Spotify. Please download, rate us. It really does matter. Let us know in the comments down below if you think there's anybody that we should talk to. Um, and from West Hollywood, that's a wrap. Bye, everybody. Mm -hmm.